There we go. Very good. Plan B does 2012 prices. Uh, HSK in the morning. Delta unit number one done. Chinese check. Wow, we might not do that. And is it worth it waited, uh, to wait to um, for natural or AI-assisted uh, language abilities? And the Ukraine offensive. Well, what happens when they hit the border? And finally... Starbucks CEO change from Howard Schultz to Lamranada Simhan Lanax. Oh, I forget his. I should have wrote his first name down. Sorry. Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. I'm Steven Sierski, and give me one second. I'm going to take those headphones off. I was wearing headphones to uh, check the. Uh, uh, sound qualities and it is there's some a bit of a delay uh, going on, so it's a little bit distorting. That's why I was kind of wondering when I was having trouble getting through the introduction of today's episode. I hope that today's episode sounds a little bit better uh, than yesterday. Yesterday had um, I don't know if it was set up properly in terms of uh, what output sound it was recording. Uh, I've now started using my Zoom H4n as the in and out box to my computer. So I have that hooked up via USB into a, a multi-port hub, which is the Ethernet cable that connects to my uh, MacBook. Um, so this powers both, this plugs in my Ethernet cable, uh, my camera, and my uh, microphone here all into this little box, and it makes it very easy. Now, if I un it, the port has gotten a little bit jiggly, over uh, the years. As a result, if I remove that whole thing, the whole system shuts down, basically. So, uh, yeah, you'll, that will be why, like, if there's ever an interruption uh, in the video feed, that would be why. Anyway, um, so it is Tuesday already, and, yeah, Plan B. So I've talked about this uh, bar before. I'm not sure if I mentioned before, that they, but they're having uh, one special uh, going through September. It's their 10th anniversary this year. So imagine, think back 10 years ago, this bar opens up. And I can see why they sort of gained a bit of a reputation uh, because back in the day, they used to do a lot of different uh, activities and everything. Uh, but nowadays, they're sort of, <laughs> the last couple of years have been kind of restrictive. Uh, but they've made it this far. Um, and they, uh, the, the month-long special now is that they're going to have, they have 25 renminbi, so $5 burgers, uh, and uh, was it $10 pints of Tiger beer? No, it's the other way around. Sorry, it's $5 pints of um, uh, Tiger and $10 burger. So 20, 25 Kwai for Tiger and then 50 RMB for the burgers. Now, this is not affiliation. There's no, uh, I don't get any kickback from this at all. Uh, it was just that uh, we were actually there yesterday and we stopped off uh, by Confidential as well, had a couple of shots of uh, Sambuca to cap the night. As, uh, well, back to work. But not really. Today was my only day of work. I think I work on Thursday, but tomorrow's a day off, thankfully. So I did. I was talking about uh, getting this uh, podcast recorded. Um, now I, I stopped. I, I stopped myself doing that today because I'm like, you know what I can do instead? I can spend some other time getting some other stuff, like working on my Delta materials as well. Uh, but then uh, tomorrow I have all day. So that tomorrow I'm going to sit down and uh, do. The, the final tweaks on the files that I need to get done. The one issue uh, with episode number 32 is that uh, um, there's a bit of a warble in the uh, on the front and the back end. So it's like I, my introductions uh, aren't uh, 
they don't sound proper, so I gotta redo do those. But episodes thirty two and thirty three coming out very soon. I'll have uh, some clips out for you as well. Um, HSK in the morning. So today was an off day for workouts, and I've already started thinking that in terms of going ahead with these workouts, I might actually kind of want a week off to tell you the truth. It kind of hit me today, like with uh, HSK, the Delta starting with work being like every day throughout August, pretty much, uh, or at least Monday to Friday, which is every day for me. I mean, and now we have, we're basically locked down again, not Beijing, but outside of the, the city, so you can't travel anywhere either. Um, it's, it's, I wouldn't mind some time just to chill out. So tomorrow's actually kind of a nice day to, uh, we're not working, but um, I have no problem with it because I kind of need the time off. It's been uh, pretty busy, pretty go, 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 go uh, for the last uh, last month, month and a half. So I'm welcoming the uh, little bit little bit of respite. Um so go, right now, I am working on my HSK5 vocab, and ooh, yeah, so speaking of this, uh, we went to this confidential bar, um, the bar's name is Cult Confidential, and we were talking to the uh, the barkeep, and uh, it was actually kind of interesting, we were have, holding a conversation, I did not need my girlfriend to translate very much, um, so it, it was decently fluent, now, how much did he actually understand, who knows, but the, I was able to understand a lot of what he was saying, so now this is, there has been improvements on the conversations of my uh, Mandarin Chinese. And I thought, I think it's time for me to do a Chinese check video. Um, now, if I can, I might not get that done tonight, but uh, certainly uh, tomorrow, what am I going to talk about, though? <laughs> Again, uh, one of these things that it'd be nice to have, this is one of the reasons I started this language vlog, actually, is so that I can check my language progress so even from two months ago it'd be kind of interesting uh to see how much has changed has my have my tones changed at all have my, has my grammar changed probably not uh, i know my vocab has expanded a little bit uh as i've been uh, focusing quite more quite a bit more on that instead uh i know i still need to um work on my tones and the spoken grammar i am not looking to sign up for any formal classes but i will be booking more classes with that uh, with a few more conversationalists on italki the US dollar has been going down <laughs> so I'm looking at it going oh, okay this is a time to uh, oh, nope the US dollar is back up again shoot <laughs> the markets are down but the uh, US dollar is oh up substantially by up almost one percent well that's not good and that dropped the price of gold dropped the price of silver well that yeah, it was kind of weird anyway that gold and silver spiked yesterday but you know broad markets are down anyway not that you guys really want to hear to me too much about a financial report you can always listen to the news for that but us dollar goes up uh, which means that uh, it's more expensive for me to use uh, renminbi or wechat to uh, pay for these italki credits and since all the italki credits are done in us dollars i'm watching this um, this uh, currency right now and thinking, well, now's not the time I really want to be buying credits. I would rather uh, hold off and wait for the US dollar to drop a little bit if it does. And then that way I can buy more credits using WeChat Pay rather than, you know, using something like uh, PayPal or something like that. Delta Unit 1 done. Uh, and I'm going to make a little wrap-up video for this as well. Uh, just going through some of the uh, key things that we uh, reviewed. I got all the assignments in, actually. I was surprised. I didn't get them 100% done. But I, I've sort of I, I mentioned this before that it's not necessary. Like, we're not getting graded on these assignments. It's more for our own uh, understanding and our own, you know, development. 
Um, I did read through all of the material online. I'm making my my way through, um, what's it, how languages are learned. This is actually kind of fascinating. They, uh, they cite a bunch of studies of how like kids learn like their first language, like children. So we always talk about, you know, you have to be like a child to learn a, a language. And to some extent, that's true. Uh, to another extent, it's like it's completely false because you can't replicate the same brain development that a child is going through. <laughs> Impossible? Or is it just not yet, right? I mean, but your, your brain solidifies at some point, mush, whatever. It, it, it stops growing the same way that uh, a baby's or a child's brain grows in the formative years. So these studies have pointed out uh, that there's sort of an order of acquisition uh, to the, at least the English language, and uh, how these children will acquire the ability to use like the past tense, like ED ending or S ending, uh, to go, to go from single word sentences to two uh, two word question like invert the question uh, words and stuff like that. So and then how they start producing the who what where when why uh, questions and how uh, they 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 learn those in different stages as well. And it's uh, pretty consistent over how long it takes them to do it. Although uh, although it might change on on some ends the average is pretty consistent that by five, they're able to sort of uh, make all these questions and understand most of the implications of what they're asking. So if they ask why something's happening or how um, or when, like these sort of conceptual uh, questions, like when is it today or tomorrow in five minutes, they don't, they don't always understand that. So contrast all of this with an adult learner where you know all of these concepts. So you, you're not learning the concept of time. You're not learning the concept of, you keep on asking why or Weishima, Weishima, Weishima. <laughs> Especially sometimes in China, you can ask Weishima all you like, why all you like, you're not going to get an answer that's going to actually explain what's going on. Uh, you're still going to be left in the dark. Uh, almost literally sometimes if you haven't paid your electricity bill. Uh, and so with this, it's kind of neat that, uh, that they have pinpointed this sort of they've done this sort of uh, research uh, that helps understand how children develop uh, over time but the one number that stuck out actually is how much time uh, these kids are actually uh, spending being exposed to uh, their their first language to their, their parents and to the languages around them and everything um, it's like 20,000 hours or something like that so it's a it's a substantial amount of time I'm thinking wow I'm thinking I'm going to up my grade point average on my HSK test by like one point by doing three hours a day. Almost seems like that's kind of a bit of a joke, to tell you the truth. Uh, but unit two, starting now with uh, Delta. And so this is week number two. Uh, doing some of the reading. I mean, I was actually surprised with the uh, unit one tasks. They weren't as difficult as I thought they would. They just required me to focus a little bit more, which I was, again, I was kind of procrastinating with. So heading into week two here, uh, I already see that there's more tasks to be done. Uh, again, no pressure to get them done, but there are less chapters in the unit overall. Um, and some of the essential reading, some of the, like the heavily required reading uh, that you're supposed to do has overlapped already. So they're already suggesting some of the same chapters uh, going on uh, in this. So it's not, um, I mean, it's not all completely new like it was last week. Already we're seeing some of this uh, recycled material, I guess you could say. But uh, yeah, so I swap between reading stuff on my computer, my, my tablet, and uh, also a physical book uh, just to keep things moving. Uh, I'm not too worried about keeping all the notes straight. 
uh, because the uh, the tasks sort of consolidate a lot of that. That and the, um, the the online materials that they provide actually gather a lot of the information anyway. So uh, if you read it in two or three different places, I, I think it kind of sticks just a little bit better. Uh, so what's this natural or AI-assisted language thing? Okay, so this actually uh, uh, came up because um, I was thinking about this, uh, what's going on here with the, uh, this Delta course and learning that these kids, you know, this order of acquisition. Is, if we get to the point where we are dependent on these uh, tools, this technology, to, ch- to assist us in communicating with people around the world, so we're able to speak in our native language, and not fear about being misunderstood and not have to learn new languages all the time. How do you think that's going to affect our brain development? Is it going to increase it or is it going to detract from it? And is there going to be a point where we can almost, like right now we have a cell phone that is outside of our body, right? And, but we use it all the time where it's basically attached. It's, it's still external, and it's connected wirelessly to various networks and servers and towers and blah, blah, blah. What if? What if it wasn't separate? What if it got tattooed to our body, right? This, before you think, wow, Steve's lost. It is actually, this also came from the idea that sports, sports like wristwatch monitoring devices, like these sport watches and stuff like that, the next big step or evolution will be either a sticker or a uh, a tattoo that you can basically it's a microchip (laughs) call it what it is it's a microchip that's being implanted or stuck onto you somehow and it's reading all your biometrics you know the big uh big brother is watching that fear we will subscribe to it because it'll be uh, super sexy and cool and give us all this information that most of us don't actually need to know but kind of like the iphone the iphone iphone 14 pro max i mean how many people need a phone like that that can shoot uh, 4k 24 frame cinematic blah 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 right i mean not too many people are going to actually use it uh but it's there the technology keeps on uh, improving as it goes along same with these sports watches and then i'm thinking well if you have the sports watch tattooed on your your wrist or the top of your hand could the cell phone new cell phone device patch be tattooed or stuck onto your 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 temple and then that way you can just think through whatever you need to do. What if, what if it's a sticker on your temple that is shooting out a little beam that acts as a pair of glasses that only you can see? So it's a screen in front of your eye, like about you know a, a foot away or something. So it's like a, a projected. Im- it is a projected image, but only you can see it. And then you can use eye gestures to navigate the screen. Oh man, that's so cool. And I'm just an English teacher. You know, well, I belong in the the realm of the arts. I mean, how do you how do you even start uh, researching stuff like that? I mean, it's easier to conjure up the nice ideas rather than to actually create the thing. Ask any number of the entrepreneurs uh, entrepreneurs out there. It's like, yeah, ideas, dime a dozen, man. Show me something that works, right? Uh, right. So, natural or AI assisted language. My big question is, how is it going to change our brains? Ukraine offensive. So uh, I have asked before. Uh, apparently, uh, the, the the offensive continues, and uh, they are reclaiming land that uh, has belonged to uh, Ukraine before. My question has been, why? What happens once they hit the border? 
and the United States and NATO still seem to be sort of um, reticent to be giving the Ukrainians any long-range missiles for fear of, like, what will happen? Like, will they start lobbing missiles into Russia? Moscow isn't all too far away from the Kharkov border. Like, right now, they're, they're retaking uh, parts of Kharkiv, and uh, if they get a long-range missile uh, system in Kharkiv, uh, I can see how Moscow would be, like, a little bit... Uh, perturbed about this although does anyone really care how moscow feels at this point i mean they did sort of instigate this whole thing regardless of whether or not it was obvious or not i mean they, they still took that sort of step right but again some people i haven't noticed too many uh, pro-russian um posts as of late some of them are still saying yeah well uh, the latest number i saw was the number of military or artillery units or some like bombs Seven to one ratio in Russia in Russia's favor. Uh, the problem with it is, and they're saying you don't win wars with numbers like that. I'm going right, but they don't have the United States intel, which seems to be feeding the Ukrainian army pretty well and has pushed them back quite a bit. Now you can say that this is a Russian feigned retreat. Um, if that is, then the Ukrainian propaganda machine is going on pretty well as well, uh, in that they're portraying the Russian soldiers as not wanting to be part of this battle any more than Ukrainian battle, uh, uh, soldiers want to be there. Um, so what exactly is happening? Uh, good question. And I wonder if one of the reasons why we're not seeing more of an alliance between sort of the two big authoritative powers or authoritative seats is because uh, there are elections coming up, but also... It might be a little bit, uh, if one makes a mistake, as Russia might have done here, they don't both want to go down, do they? I mean, you got to have some sort of ability to backtrack a little bit, just in case. Just in case. You leave yourself some uh, wiggle room, basically. Starbucks CEO to change. Again, Howard Schultz uh, from, I'm going to have to look this up, okay? New Starbucks, what's his name? CEO. Uh, what is his name? I just read this article today. And one of the reasons I was reading this, Laxman Narasimhan. There we go. I'm probably rolling the R wrong, but that's fine. Laxman Narasimhan is the new CEO of Starbucks. Two reasons I came up with this. Number one, these CEOs, uh, these guys work a lot. I mean, you can say what you will about uh, CEO compensation and stuff like that, but they've politicked their way or they have worked their way or whatever, they still got into these roles where they are in the pictures, they're in the papers, they're you know the decision makers of the uh, of the company. They have to deal with a lot of people all the time. Can you imagine dealing with the number of people that these guys have to talk to? And Schultz, I mean, he's the one who bought Starbucks back in the 1980s uh, and created into the uh, the global um, powerhouse that it is. He's returned three times to help the company fix itself. The last guy who just left. Uh, actually was sort of ousted. He wasn't pushed out, but he left because uh, um, he made it a little bit too much, uh, too bureaucratic. And as a result, uh, employee morale was kind of suffering as well. And I see how the uh, the girls and the guys here work. I mean, unofficially, uh, they only... Officially, they work eight hours. Unofficially, they work 12, and they don't really get much of a lunch. Uh, so they're working full, like, time-and-a-half shifts with very little, with no compensation, basically, um, which you would, you can't do that in the United States, and I'm not sure where else they would do this, but uh, China, I know they are paying them just above minimum wage, like, just, we're just above. So this, 
when they're talking about how they're 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 they're, pri- they're so proud to be paying these people more than uh, minimum wage, I'm going, well, ah, you know, not that much. <laughs> uh, but so he's changing out. So and this kind of um, struck me as because this this guy is coming in. Uh, they're looking to uh, focus more on making the company a little bit more. Was it uh, not lean? What would you say? Uh, they use a different word here. One is to um, focus more on employee, like how employees are treating customers and stuff like that, to uh, uh, make sure it's a bit more of a better experience. Uh, but also uh, to, in, I guess they're trying to rejig the Starbucks, um, the way that they're they're moving things, so making it less bureaucratic, basically, like taking away a few of the. Uh, the, the, the lines that are separating a few of the different divisions and stuff like that, making it just an overall simpler organization to uh, run. So uh, something along those lines. Uh, but also, I mean, I'm thinking of these employees here in China, like is it gonna, how is that going to feed back to them? How is it going to run down to them as well? Um, it'll be uh, kind of interesting to see. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I know. Do you guys care about the Starbucks CEO? Would you guys want to be CEO? But is a good question. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, five, six, ten years ago, uh, when the four-hour work week came out by Tim Ferriss. A lot of people, I myself included, called yourself the CEO of your own your own company, right? And it's like that's um, kind of like you know fun, but uh, in reality, being a CEO, the amount of shit that you must have to deal with. Uh, it just it struck me reading this article. I'm going, you know, do you have it in you? To be, a C- to be a CEO, especially in the modern day, uh, wherein it's like trying to recruit co- um, employees that have so much more options of uh, where they can work or what they want to do, or they have so many other things that they want to do that if they were only forced to work for you, they'd be bored stiff and they probably wouldn't do a very good job, right? Something along those lines. Folks, uh, I'm going to end it there. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, uh, stevensersky.com. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it, and we will see you again tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.